going on. I got to warn you. I got to warn you. For a Thursday, a little bit more energy than normal. Not sure what the hell's going on. There is a decent chance because I'm still still pounding the cold brew that, uh, you know, I, it just smacks real hard. And maybe that's giving me a little energy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was like repping 225 at the gym today on bench because I'm like a gym bro. That guy that gave me those those roids in the bathroom of the gym. Thank you. They're do You're doing the Lord's work, shady gym guy. I appreciate you. What's up, new guy? My name's James, better known as the Degenerate 75. I'm a DFS content creator who does it a little bit different than all these other motherfuckers. I'm not here for my core plays and picks and all that stupid bullshit. I am here to help you with a little thing called the process. Help you get better at it because you don't even know what you don't know, new guy. But if you want to get a little bit better, I encourage you to hang around. I've been doing this shit a long time, and I know the secret to this. DFS be hard as shit, and you gotta stop stepping on your own dick. If that sounds interesting, hang around for the next 30 minutes. If you find you like the cut of my jib, you check out that schedule right there, you mother father. I do this every Monday and Thursday for the Monday night and Thursday night football game. I do a Thursday night, or excuse me, Saturday night show where I break down everything for the Sunday main slate. I also do a first look show with Tambo on Tuesdays. Oh yeah, and I do golf. Uh, oh yeah, and I do college football. And oh yeah, coming in 2024, I do NASCAR. The big guy never wants to sleep again. That's how I roll. Let's get going. You need to know to hit that like button right over there. And for every 50 likes we get, look at that. I don't even have it set up. For every 50 likes we get, I will be giving away a ticket that we will split 50-50 and put into the big, uh, the big main contest tonight over on DraftKings. And I will split the profits with you 50 50, which I believe would be a quarter million dollars. Great mathematician once told me that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, he once said. So, all you got to do to be in this drawing, simply ask up to two questions over there in the chat. If you ask more than two, I will have the editor politely boot your ass and send you a message to tell you to fuck off, all right? Because I can't be here all day. I can't be here all day. The cold brew's running low. It's running low. All right, let's get going. Lots to talk about tonight. This is a, this is a fun game tonight. There's no way I'm setting this one out. This is going to be a fun one. I think the first thing, look, I'm still over here on golf. See, you can see where my heart's at, but I do a little NFL. You know, I splash around. I just want to talk to you about contest selection like I always do. If you are struggling at showdown, there's two. I just have two pieces of advice, right? We're getting into week 11, all right? There's a good chance. Uh, no, is this week 12? No, it's week 11. And if you're, if you're down at showdown, which there is, you know, statistically, there's about an 85% chance you're down at showdown. About 85% of players so far this year are down at showdown. Only about 15 are profitable. And of that 15% that are profitable, most of them are profitable off of one hit, which is fine. When you play GPPs, that's all we're really after is one hit, right? I'm definitely up at NFL this year, and it's largely been on the back of one hit. So I'm not slandering those people. I'm just trying to reiterate the point of how difficult it is to consistently grind out a profit. So I have two pieces of advice that I want you to consider when you're doing contest selection. Because let's face it, we want a little bit of, you know, we want a little sweat tonight, right? We want to have a little bit of skin in the game, so to speak. And so there's two things you can do where you can enjoy watching the games and dramatically increase your ability to possibly be profitable. I'm not going to promise you can be profitable. That's for those fucking hucksters on other uh, YouTube pages, Okay. What I would tell you is this. Hey, consider cash game, right? 50-50s and double-ups. Go look at the uh, go look at the field tonight and just look at the guys that are going to be on the field, the guys who are going to get guaranteed usage, and the guys who are the best uh, points-per-dollar plays on there, and just go get in some 50-50s or double-ups, or go play some $5 head-to-heads or $3 head-to-heads or whatever your budget is. And it's a great way to watch the game. And you know what I found? If I play a $5 double-up, I, I, I enjoy winning $5 more than I enjoy losing $15 top my one kick in the nuts line.
line up in the lottery, right? I enjoy watching the game. I still cheer for my guys. I still want things to happen. And winning is better than losing, right? That, that is what I have found, okay? And if you're one of those guys like, well, I only have fun if I have a dream of winning $500,000. Well, let me go ahead and tell you, your dream ain't going to happen, dipshit, so quit dreaming, all right? You're not going to win. There's like there's like 150 guys that are way better than you putting 150 lineups in that thing. You ain't going to win. And if by some miracle you find a shamrock shoved eight feet up your ass, you're going to chop up 47 other people because you don't even know how to build a good lineup, all right? So you're not winning a half a million dollars. All right, the other thing you could do is play in contests with no more than 1,000 people in it, right? Scroll down here to these ones. Instead of always searching by total prizes and being like, I only play in these. Okay, well, stop doing that, okay? Scroll down here to like where the prizes are like the total prize pool is under. Look at this, this little bubble screen down here. 30, uh, like only only 2,700 people in this, right? Only 2,700 people. Now, this one, uh, no, uh, multi-entry, uh, zero? No, no multi-entry. This is a single entry. This is nice, right? I, I'm telling you, go even smaller than that, right? Try to get it down to where, uh, look at this $50 single entry. Only 568 people in this one. And look, first place is still $3,000. Don't lie to me. You'll be dancing in the streets naked if you win $3,000. And if you know, oh, man, that, 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 that garbage touchdown screwed me. I got second. You still win two grand. Your ass is still out in the streets naked, all right? You're still getting the police called on you. Just two things I really want you to consider. If you're just one of those donkeys that wants to just continue to throw the your $15 in there, that's fine, right? If you want to just go toss your one or two lineups in there, it's your money. You do whatever you want, okay? But if you're one of those people who says, nobody can win at DraftKings. It's such a scam. No, you're just an idiot, okay? You're giving yourself no chance. Look, even if you do things right, there's still a decent chance you're going to lose. But you're not even giving yourself a chance when you just continually play in this, right? You're that guy that goes to the casino and gets upset that you never win at slot machines, okay? They are guaranteed to make you lose. Anyways, you want another one contest you should be in? New guy, go get in mine. This is for the week long. This is not for tonight, but go hop in it now. Editor, go ahead and put the link over here in the description uh, so they can get in it. It's a $5 three max flat payout structure. Hop in it. Be a part of the community. Get in there. I like to get this shit filled early so I'm not like Sunday morning being like, hey, baby, will you please come join my contest so it don't overlay? Don't make me be that guy. No one wants me to be that guy, okay? By the way, I only see 42 likes to 84 people. What the hell is your problem? All right, let's start. If you don't know, the big guy's leaning hard into the prop bets. We're doing very, very well. We had a terrible night the other night. We only went two out of three. I'm kidding. The, the prop bets, we're, we're keeping track. We're at 69% so far this year. Nice. Look at it. We, we keep them all documented. You can do it. Uh, you can you can follow along. Uh, you know, tell them or don't tell them, right? And here's the best thing about these is these prop bets, we're not necessarily saying you got to go do these at underdog or prize picks where you have to uh, put them on a parlay. These are ones you can just go get on individual sports books and just go put your five or ten bucks on it and have an additional sweat, whatever you like to bet. And we, these are ones that we are using my projections that me and my team build on the NFL, and then we're looking at where there's softness in the market and trying to get where we think that these guys are projected higher than that. If you can just get a 5 to 10% uh, uh, plus EV bet in, that will more than cover the rake and can make you a profitable player in the long time. It, it, even at minus 115 with a lot of these bets, you only have to win 53.5% of them to be a profitable player, okay? This is why I like prop bets because th th there's just more softness in them than there is in the actual game lines, right? So let's talk about these three prop bets that meet in the team like tonight, all right? Number one, Gus Edwards, under 49 rushing and receiving yards. I Look, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, I think there's a decent chance that this game is not the, the quote-unquote shootout that some people are predicting if you were to look at the total. But more than that, I just feel like Gus Edwards is a guy that might fall into the box a time or two tonight, but I don't think he's a guy that's going to be getting a lot of run. If you watch the game, Keaton Mitchell is objectively more electric than him, right? Justice Hill still has his roles. So Gus, Gus Edwards 
Edwards basically is at best one-third of the monster in the Baltimore backfield. 49.5 rushing yards isn't a nothing burger. That means that he is consistently contributing to the game uh, in, a, in a large way, and I don't think he's going to do that. So give me the under on that, mother father. Second up, old Tanner Hudson. Look, everybody just assumes, you know, oh, yeah, so I'm, Joe, I'm second Joe Burrow. I'm going to go Chase. I'm going to go Irv Smith. Why? Irv Smith sucks. How many, how many weeks do you have to see old Irv Smith Jr.'s Irv Smith suck, okay? The guy is not – he's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. And they have other tight ends. I, Hudson and Sample are, are, are contributing just as much as he is, and I think Hudson is slowly becoming the number one tight end there. And so t t uh, Tanner Hudson, over 21 and a half yards, three catches, 28 yards were there I like the over on his. Um, I, I just feel like he's kind of becoming the number one tight end. And if you are going to talk about tight ends, you best believe we're going to talk about Boomer sooner. Blah, 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 blah. I should have had my, my thing plugged in. Mark Andrews. Over 58 and a half receiving yards. I feel like this one's insultingly low. He is definitively the number one target for Baltimore. Yes, I know they have all their wide receivers back, but if anything, that only makes me value Mark Andrews more as he has always been Lamar's go-to guy. And with all those wide receivers on there, you can't exactly key on him. And Mark Andrews is the second best tight end in the NFL. Give me the over on his 58 and a half passing yards. I will take the over all day because Mark Andrews is a stud. You know why? Because he went to OU. Let's go. All right, moving on. Hey, uh, look at this. This is called uh, this is called the solver, right? This is where you I load all my point, all my ownership, all my projections for NFL, college football, PGA. Shit, I got PGA up right there. You can see my player pool. I still have it up from last night. Uh, shocking that I am not prepared for a stream. I still have fucking golf up from last night. It doesn't matter. Look, we'll just go over here. We'll go click NFL. See, uh, go switch it over to degenerate seventy five, and boom! Look, all my projections and ownership is right there. I loaded in for every NFL slate, every college football slate, every PGA slate and soon to be every NASCAR slate, which will just be one, and you can uh, access these, right? I know a lot of you are like, man, I'm a casual player. I only play like 100 bucks a month. I can't afford this 150 bucks for an optimizer and another 100 for a tout side. I get it. I am here to service people like you. Once if I told you you could have all my ownership, and all of my projections and the optimizer, which will make the best version of your player pool, $24.99 for a single sport, or you can have them all, every sport for $49.99, right? That's everything. That's all in one included, right? You just use my little showdown, hoedown symbol right there. Sign up for all of you that make uh, more than one line. Hell, even if you just make one lineup, or you're like, I just play cash. I... Every Saturday for college football, I do very, very well at it. I use the optimizer 100% of the time. I don't always use it to build my lineup, but I use to see what is the most optimal version of my projections and then build off of that. I'm telling you, you I, look, I am not promising you. I'm not, one of those, I'm not one of those fucking charlatans that says, oh, if you have an optimizer, I guarantee you'll win. No, I will not do that. But I will tell you, I've had more GPP wins this year than I've ever had any other year of my career simply by using an optimizer because it does not have the same problems that me and you have as humans where we're like, ooh, that's icky well it doesn't do that it just takes your player pool and it says here's the here's the best lineups based on projections and i love it all right let's get over to the game this is a good game right this is a pretty good game cincinnati at baltimore you can see we have a what is that a 46 point total uh baltimore looks like it's a three and a half point favorite and here's what i'll tell you right we're going to talk a lot of theory and then we'll get into some plays right not plays that i think just just general guys to consider for tonight all right so here you go. First up, uh, we, the first thing we want to talk about, Baltimore being a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Anytime a team is a favorite, anytime a team is a favorite at showdown, they are always inherently going to be slightly more owned in showdown, right? So right there, the most common builds tonight, I can guarantee you, will be 3-3 builds with a Baltimore captain or 4-2 
builds with a Baltimore captain. Those will be the two most common builds. So right off the hop, if you want to be different, you can do what I always tell you to do. It's not about playing some weird asshole, right? It's not about playing Stanley Morgan in case we want to do some some fucking investing today, okay? Uh, it's more about uh, building your roster different. And if you want to go 5-1 Bengals or 4-2 Bengals, that right there will get you dramatically different. And then you don't have to play these crazy punts, right? It's not always about trying to find the punt that goes off. Sometimes it's just about constructing your roster different than everybody else does, right? So right off the hop, whenever I see that lineup, it already makes me want to lean into the Bengals, who the Bengals have been playing incredible. So is Baltimore. I get it. I get it. Yes, I get it. But, you know, like Cincinnati is a good football team, right? And if they go in and win by 7 or 10 tonight, you're not going to be shocked. That is certainly uh, at least a 20% probability of happening, right? On the flip side of that, I also don't think 5-1 Baltimore builds are going to be very uh, popular. So if you think Baltimore is going to boat race them, they're going to continue to play this dominant style of football, well then go just go load up on Baltimore because a 5-1 Baltimore build will also be very low owned. The three most common builds tonight will be 3-3s, 4-2 Baltimores, and then 4-2 Bengals. So if because when there is a competitive total with two good teams, everybody likes to say, well, I need a little bit from each team, and they don't ever take into account that a 5-1 can sometimes be the way to build to get different right? So right there, 5-1 builds in either direction will be very low owned tonight. Specifically, it's a, if it's a 5-1 Bengals build, right? So that's the first thing I'm looking at. It's just my roster composition, right? The other thing is, what is the style of game? When you see these two teams who both have you know efficient offenses, who both have good quarterbacks, what, do we, what is everybody going to assume? It's a primetime game. It's going to be a shootout. That will be a very, very common narrative tonight. Quarterbacks, um, uh, wide receivers are going to be very, very popular tonight. Tight ends also. Okay, especially Mark Andrews. So right there, right off the hop. Did you know that the unders, just go look at this number. It's insane. The number of unders that have been hitting in these nighttime games is outrageous. The unders are getting there, right? Everybody thinks because it's a primetime game, they magically score more points. That's not a fact, Bob. Okay, these games time and time again keep disappointing and are never as high scoring as people think they're going to be so if you want to be super contrarian right off the bat there's one of two things you can do you can build your roster in a way that nobody is the five ones or the or the four two bangles stuff like that but maybe the real answer is you just play a different narrative than everybody else you play that this game is going to be sloggy this game is going to be slow for the 58th game in a row we either have a kicker or a defense just go absolutely ham and break the slate play that narrative and that right there will have you dramatically different than everybody else and you're not having to punt right if you it, let's say it's the Bengals defense that just goes absolutely ape shit tonight and you have them well you're still going to have other good players in your lineup right you could still have Joe Mixon you could still have Jamar Chase you could still have those guys in your lineup but you've just built it different because you went with the Bengals defense that fit your narrative right you said Joe Mixon's going to run in a touchdown this game is going to be whatever the score is, 20 to 7 or something, right? 20 to 6, whatever you think the score is going to be. And you went you went four Cincinnati guys, but one was the kicker, one was the defense, uh, and then you also tossed in Chase and Mixon, right? And then those got there, and then you ran it back with whoever, you know, Justin Tucker, because that guy has a mega leg, and whoever. That is a way that you can get different right there without giving any thought to who is the punt that I need to play this week, right? This is what all the touts do. Go play this guy. He's a secret sleeper tonight. And, yes, there is room for sleepers, and there is room for those cheap guys that can go off but you know what a lot of even when you play that $200 guy and he goes off how many times have you done it and then you realize oh shit he's 17% owned I got no fucking leverage on him Okay, so what I'm telling you is just consider going with a different narrative. Consider going with a different build, a, a roster composition than everybody else. All right, getting into the game, we've got old Joe Burrow who has been playing better, right? Even last week when they, you know, had the they didn't play that well, he still had a great fantasy game, right? I know I played him. 
If uh, if Tyler Boyd didn't have Butterfingers, Burrow would have had a monster game. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, 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 hey, Tolga, be nice to people in the chat. Okay, don't 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 be that guy. Don't be that guy. You, you be that guy. You, I'll, you, you'll be a noob on someone else's site because I'll boot your ass. Um, okay. Let's see here. Sorry, I'm just reading the chat over here, and I see people. Well, look, if you want to be an asshole, that's for those other shows' channels. There's only one asshole on this channel, and that's me. Dibs. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow, been playing well. He's been a fantasy monster. At 10,000, I honestly think he's underpriced. He's like Joe Burrow should be like every bit of 10-8 in this game. Uh, if, if you were playing that Cincinnati is going to play well tonight, or you think this game is going to be a shootout, I don't see any way you don't play Joe Burrow, right? But if you see a way in which this game is a little sloggy, he can be a guy that gets Jamar Chase there, right? Because Jamar Chase is such a usage monster that Chase could get there definitively without Joe Burrow. Hell, I bet Burrow could get uh, could probably get Chase and another wide receiver there, especially if you're thinking one of those cheap tight ends like Tanner Hudson and not also get himself there, right? Just by simply volume. At running back, Joe Mixon at 9,600. I got to imagine he's not going to be wildly popular. Joe Mixon is a, uh, you know, he's always out on the field, which is what we want to see, but, like, he never delivers. The guy's just dusty, and it hurts me to say that as a, as a former Sooner, okay? But, like, 9,600 is an expensive price. However, because of that, if he fits the narrative, if you think the Bengals get ahead and are playing this game from ahead, I think Joe Mixon has a place, right? He will be getting the goal line carries. He will be getting dump-off passes, and if they're playing from ahead, he's probably almost a shoe-in for eight. 18 plus opportunities, which at 9,600, he could pay off if he just gets in the box once. Uh, the, the, they, they also have uh, Tra uh, Travion Williams and Chris Evans, but those guys, I'm telling you, they're just not out on the field very much. So you basically are just hoping those guys catch a screen and take it a long ass way. Uh, let's see, uh, at wide receiver, the big news is T Higgins is out, right? So T Higgins out. I think we need to put a little, uh, a little, uh, status dependent here and a little status dependent here. Boyd and Irwin seem to be the two guys who benefit the most whenever, uh, Higgins is out. Of course, Jamar Chase, you know, probably gets an extra, uh, target or two, but Jamar Chase is an alpha no matter what, rather Higgins plays or not. So Jamar Chase at 11,000 honestly seems underpriced. <laughs> I mean, like the guy's an absolute useless monster should probably be closer to 12,000 in my opinion. Uh, they did price up Tyler Boyd, which is nice at 6,800, which is probably appropriate for where he should be as the second wide receiver for Cincinnati. And Trenton Irwin getting the touchdown last week, having a solid game. He really wasn't that great if you take the one play away from him, but you can't do that. He did have a nice game. At 4,400, I think, is appropriately priced. And then you have the two uh, law firms, Charlie Jones and Stanley Morgan, in case you need to do a little investing. Uh, at 200 apiece, um, you know, I don't think those guys are going to have very big roles. I think that you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel from the Bengals, which means two tight ends. When you have two tight ends, that usually means you're only running two wide receivers, right? Speaking of tight ends, I think that I think the Cincinnati tight ends could be the key to tonight's slate, right? Irv Smith is the most expensive, and inherently people are just going to say, "Oh yeah, Irv Smith." But Irv Smith, I know a little. See, I wrote down a little fact about him here. In the last, uh, in in every game this season, Irv Smith has fucking sucked. There you go. I wrote that down so I wouldn't forget to say that. I'm telling you, guys like like Drew Sample just strikes me as a guy that will have one catch for three yards and a touchdown, and Tanner Hudson strikes me as a guy that's going to have five, like six targets, five catches, forty eight yards, right? So Irv Smith is going to be on the field. So anytime he's out on the field, he is going to be involved. But just look at this. Tanner Hudson's getting more targets per game even though he's out there less, right? And for tight ends, we just need targets. Right? You don't get any points for good blocks. 
Uh, as always, I think you want to be aware. I didn't even look at the weather. We should probably ch- let me go. Let me go check out the weather real quick. NFL weather. NFL weather. I just want to make sure that we don't uh, clear in three miles an hour. Okay, good. So I'm, uh, you know, as far as kickers and defenses go, uh, the kickers are going to be fine. Uh, if you think this game's going to be slow, uh, uh, McPherson at four thousand is fine. The Bengals defense, I think, is going to be super low owned tonight, right? Because everybody perceives Lamar Jackson as a guy who just runs the ball and never passes. But Lamar Jackson will throw some interception, and more than that, Lamar Jackson will fumble. So uh, I would say uh, I would say you know be open to them, especially if you're playing a Cincinnati lead. Okay, uh, moving on. Baltimore. Uh, they've got this pretty good quarterback named Lamar Jackson, who is incredible because he offers us a nice, safe floor with his legs. He gets rushing touchdowns. He can bust a long run at any time, and he has quite a few weapons right now in the passing game that he's been using. But to me, the whole game for Baltimore comes down to this backfield. What are you going to do? I think people still want to play Gus Edwards, right? And Gus Edwards, if you made me bet my right testicle, one of these running backs right here gets a touchdown tonight, I would bet Gus Edwards. I think he is the most likely to get a touchdown, and we know how valuable touchdowns are in showdown, right? However, I, I truly believe that Keaton Mitchell is a guy that is ascending. He is the rookie out of ECU, and he has really been electric, right? And a lot of the times, we just refuse to believe these guys. Like, I remember a Chan earlier in the year. He'd have the good game, and we're like, nah, that was a fluke. And then he'd have another good game, and we're like, nah, that's a fluke. At some point, you just got to accept that sometimes these rookies come in, and they're just better than these grizzled veterans like Gus Slapdick Edwards. So... I truly think Keaton Mitchell is going to be under-owned tonight. I think he's a guy at 5,600 who should, especially if you think Baltimore is going to control this game, I think that he's a guy that should be north of 30, 35% owned. I think he's probably going to be around 20% owned. So if you were buying that Keaton Mitchell is the guy, I think he could be a great leverage play for that backfield, especially if you want to get off a 20, 25% owned Gus Edwards and maybe a 10% owned Justice, uh, uh, Justice Hill, right? Plus he went to Oklahoma State and they're slap dicks. So trying to pick this backfield correctly will be the thing. And you know what? If you really want to be a slime ball, maybe you play two of these running backs. Maybe that's the answer, Bob. Moving over to the wide receivers, Zay Flowers is clearly the number one wide receiver, getting eight targets a game. He's still staying out on the field, even with Beckham back. But let's not get it twisted, right? Beckham is getting a lot of those high, valuable, mid-to-long targets now, and they are not going to Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers will be targeted the most. Zay Flowers is the most talented wide receiver. But if you're just writing off Bateman and Beckham as having no role in this offense, then you don't get it. You don't get it. They are highly involved, right? And you can't forget one thing. Zay Flowers will always be the number two wide receiver on this team because they've got a tight end called Mark Andrews, who's an absolute animal. Mark Andrews at 8,800 is appropriately priced. I do think that that price will keep a decent amount of people off of him. But when you look at Baltimore, if you want to stack up on Baltimore, literally there's only two guys on their entire team above 7,600. So there's not a lot of pay-up options. So if you're going Baltimore stack, I think Mark Andrews starts to become very, very easy to get in there, right? And if you want a good punt tight end, and with Lamar and the Baltimore, I never mind this, maybe consider double stacking tight ends, right? Andrews and Likely. For Likely to get there at 600, if he gets two two catches for 12 yards and a touchdown, he gets there. Mark Andrews could get eight catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. Now they both get there, right? And Lamar could do that. So maybe the answer is Lamar, a running back, and two tight ends. And yes, you have played Lamar, which will be very popular, and you've played Andrews, who will be very popular, but you've played them in a way that not everybody else is. People that play Andrews will not be playing Likely, right? People who play Lamar will almost certainly play one of his wide receivers. So to play a double tight end and a running back with him is how you can use a chalky piece like Lamar, but use him different than everybody else's. And that is the name of the game. You don't want to be in 1v1s versus hundreds of people.
And then lastly, Justin Tucker is an absolute animal. If you think that Baltimore is going to move the ball but stall in the red zone, Justin Tucker is always a viable option. Plus, that guy can make like a 50-yarder at any time, and those 50-yarders, I believe, add up. It's basically a touchdown for the kickers. Hit the like. 151 people in here. 82 likes. What the hell? And lastly, the Ravens defense. Defenses, home defenses on main slates are on these showdown slates are always popular. So just know if you want to play defense, the Ravens are going to probably be in line of twice as more popular as the Bengals. So be careful with that, right? Just to reiterate, I want you to do this. I really just want you to consider instead of your pleas and your picks and whoever the hell other shows say, don't worry about that. Worry about how you think the game's going to play out and how you can construct your roster different than everybody else. Those are the two things you really need to focus on and not get so caught up on being like, ooh, I hope Stanley Morgan gets there so I can do some investing with all the money that I win from an investment firm, all right? That, that's not, and I'm not saying Stanley Morgan can't get there, right? I'm not saying he can't. I, don't, I wouldn't bet that he does. But like, that's what people want to turn showdown into is picking the random asshole. And sometimes the answer is it's not about picking the random an asshole. It's about building and constructing your roster in a way that not everybody is thinking of, right? There you go. That is the breakdown of the site. I will get to questions, but before we do, go check out my site, djn75.com. As you can see, we do PGA, NFL, college football, NASCAR. We got it all. There has to be a site out there that exists that gives you all the content and tools you deserve without price gouging you because most of you are playing like, you know, like $10, $50 a week, right? And then you go play, pay some site hundreds of dollars every month. Literally, you're just paying to try to pay off the site that you are doing, right? And you have to be a good player to win at DFS. And now you have to win enough to pay off your membership. There has to be a place that exists where you can get good tools, get good content, and not be in price gouge, right? I have the Rosetta Stone. This is out there. I do this for every single site. It's where you can take 30 minutes to have all the relevant information you need to make informed decisions about the game. And you know what? I also have a whole bunch of winners. You're not going to see me screenshot flexing because that shit's for the birds. Don't join my site because I do well at DFS. Actually, specifically do not join my site because I'm good at DFS. Do it because all these motherfuckers are all about building the process and have found success. I make a new one of these every week. We have 50,000, 5,000, 2,000, 10,000. But we also have guys who are winning 100 bucks and 87 and 50 and 30 and 12. And that's awesome because it's not about how much you win. It's about how much you win relative to how much you play. We call that ROI in the business. If you can become a break-even player, at DFS, right? Just you, you're basically winning as much as you're losing. You are doing incredible because you're paying the rake, you're having fun, and most importantly, you're giving yourself a chance to hit a big one. That's what I preach at my site. If that sounds nice, come check out djn75.com or go pay the other sites and just blow through all your money. I don't give a shit what you do, new guy. If you ever want to try out the site, uh, just go sign up for my newsletter. I have a football and a golf newsletter. You let support at djn75 know they will give you a free week on the website, okay? Editor, go ahead. I see 93 likes, editor. So let's go ahead and draw one. Once we get to 100, we will draw another one. This is to build a lineup with me tonight in the big contest, right? It's my, I'll pay for it. We'll build it together. We'll put both our opinions into it. And then what, whatever the lineup profits, I'll split with you 50-50, okay? I will PayPal you the money. I already PayPal the dude. Well, we split 25000 earlier this year. Life is good, okay? Uh, while he's doing that, I am going to go ahead and tell you, don't forget to go check out uh, the, the showdown show that Shippet's doing at the top of the hour. I think it'll probably just be title and hoop because my dude Tambo's at the king of the beach down in Miami. First of all, Miami fucking sucks. But if you're going there to win a lot of money, that makes it cool. Speaking of Tambo being out, I am going to be on Pat Mayo's show tomorrow trying to fill Tambo's massive shoes. I'm also going to be on Cena Jad's show. I'm, I'm everywhere tomorrow, which... And, and, Guy in the back, are we fucking famous now? What is happening? Like, we're going on two mega shows in the same day? I'm just a slap dick that lives in Oklahoma, and here I am going on real people's shows. Unbelievable. So if you, if you like my football content, check those out, you mother father. 
All right, Jarvis Elder. He's a young man. The Elder's a young man, and he is one. Guys, just reach out to me on, on Twitter and DMs. I'm not, like, famous and, like, won't return like your massage to the off. Uh, so just reach out to me. Or if you're on the Discord, that's a much better way to reach out to me, okay? Okay. Oh, editor, I see 103 likes. Go ahead and uh, hit another one while I take a swig of the cold brew. Going hard today. Big guy, I'm sweating like a whore in church in here. Mm-mm-mm. By the way, if you watch this in front of your children, I want to apologize. Jordan White. All right. All right, let's go. Uh, let, let's go answer some questions. And then I think I'm going to go to the gym again. I think I, I, I'm just, just going to go I'm just going to go lift some more weights. I'm telling you, man, that guy, if you're ever at the gym and a guy, a guy in the, the bathroom is like, hey, man, you want to try this stuff? Just say yes. Just say yes. No questions asked. No questions asked. You just take it, okay? It's good stuff. Make you really, really strong. You know, like, because I'm like a gym bro and stuff. I really do like going to the gym, which is funny because I've been a lazy fat ass my whole life. All right. Do you think uh, – let me get back over to the stone. Uh, my dude Tweezy up in the house, do you think defense will tear us down tonight at captain? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I – look, there is a chance that defenses are going to do well tonight, especially in those narratives, right? But I don't think that the defense in those captain slots are going to be very high owned. But if you're telling me one of these defenses could go off, of course they can. Of course they can. Oh, there we go. The, the tout himself, Billy in the house. This is my, uh, this is, hey, I only listen to one tout, it's Billy. Uh, will we get cold brew or a midday ranch water? No ranch water for me, Billy, because, like, I don't have time for that alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me and B- Billy will also be, we're doing that meetup at the Waste Management. Make sure to be there. You can meet Billy, the best tout I know. All right, uh, will 5-1 onslaughts have high leverage? Uh, yes, they will. Either way, I don't think 5-1 Bengals or 5-1 uh, Ravens will be very popular tonight. What's the most popular build tonight? Ravens 4-2, that's right. You, you guys know I'm going to cover this shit. More energy from the mother father? I get some coffee brewing. It's right here. Get one of these. I drink a 40 every day for, uh, for all the homies that are no longer with us. All right, Keaton Mitchell against the weak run defense. Bro, you ain't got hey Devin, you ain't gotta sell me on Keaton Mitchell, okay? I think he's a perfect GPP play. He could blow he could get 1.3 tonight and blow up in your face. He could also get 18. All right. I, I think those are both very real possibilities. Uh, do you like Lamar and Andrews tonight? Seems opto. Definitely. I think, uh, But the problem is, is because they're both so fairly priced, it is the easiest stack in the world to get to both of those guys. So I don't mind playing them together, Tweezy. I'm just going to be mindful of, of uh, not, um, you know, not having the most obvious roster built around them. Burrow, uh, uh, tonight, a good call. I, I mean, look, if this game, if, if the Bengals blow out the Ravens, or the Bengals, if the Bengals get to, like, let's say 27 points and 400-plus yards of offense, I don't see any way in which Burrow does not have a good game. So it's going to come up to you. How, how many points and how many yards do you think they're going to get tonight? If you think they're going to score a lot, well, then Burrow will almost certainly get there. Lunch with Uncle DJ, and you getting me vaccinated in the gym bathroom? That's, uh, that's it, it wasn't a vaccination, Nick. It, you know what? It was a vaccination from weakness right here. Right here. Okay. Uh, can I win another ticket? The Carolina Chicago one I built with you didn't hit. Yeah, just keep just keep being in the chat. You'll get it there. You'll get another one. Some of these guys. I've had some guys win like upwards of five. Just be here all the time supporting the show because I appreciate you, motherfuckers. By the way, we're almost a five thousand uh, subs. So like, if you want to like tell your mom or your wife or your or your best friend to like go toss me a a, a a a sub, wouldn't wouldn't piss me off, right? They could also go to Jersey Mike's and toss me a sub. That also wouldn't piss me off. Will uh, Joe Burrow have a great game tonight? It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, Joe Burrow, even when he plays like shit, still plays good. 
Is it a kicker captain season again tonight? You know, Ross, I'm always open to Justin Tucker in the captain spot, right? Because if he makes four field goals, two 50-yarders, a 40-yarder, and a 30-yarder, maybe an extra point, what is that? That'd be 17, 18 points? I mean, that could get there. At that price tag, that could definitely get there. And they and the thing about the Ravens is they're way more likely to kick field goals because they basically feel like they have an auto three points when they kick it. So they're more likely to kick a field goal when it's fourth and two at the 35 versus other teams, right? Uh, all right, Thursday night football games are always low scoring. Can we expect that tonight? Look, it's becoming, uh, uh, Miguel, it's becoming a very, very common trend that these Thursday night football games are the under is hitting. It's like astronomical. So if, if, you, if you're looking at long-term trends, I'm not opposed to that, right? What's your Ben Smacks? I don't know. I, 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 I did, I did uh, seven. I did, I did a rep of seven on 225 today. So whatever that would equal, right? I would guess probably around, what, 255, 265? Uh, you know, I, don't, I, I go to the gym by myself, so I'm not trying to max out. I'm not going to go up to some dude and be like, hey, you toss me a spot. I go to an old person gym. I don't even think those old fuckers could keep me from dying anyways. Um, is there a way to go to the uh, – is there a way to get the money without Jackson? Um uh, is there a way? To, absolutely. If, if yeah, I mean Lamar. There's. I mean he's been getting he's been getting uh, uh, vultured a lot recently, right? I actually think that he is due for some touchdown regression. But if you look at the last several games, Lamar has not done that well because the running backs are getting all the touchdowns and uh, he's not running like he used to. Would you fade a big dog, big dog like Jamar uh, to get different? Yeah, you can, especially if you think that this game is going to be slower. Lamar has to get a pretty big game to pay off an $11,000 price tag, so maybe you just go grab Boyd or Irwin, grab Mixon or something like that, and just hope that, yeah, he's probably going to get his eight catches for 80 yards, but if that's all he gets, 16 points probably isn't going to pay off a uh, $11,000 price tag, right, most, most of the time. Ravens, Boyd, captain without Burrow have a path. Uh, a 4-2 Ravens with Boyd at the captain. Yeah, I mean, he's just going to need a lot of targets. He would probably need to get something like nine catches and 105 yards and probably a touchdown, but I think that could get there. Um, you know, like, he was getting targeted a lot last week. That motherfucker just had a case of the drops. Can I fade all the running backs and be optimal? Absolutely. Both, well, okay, yeah, Mixon's overpriced, and then you could just play that the Baltimore running backs, everybody gets a little piece and nobody gets it all, and if they all just get eight points, I doubt any of them are going to be part of any sort of optimal, right? Is this the slate you can fade Lamar since Burrow can easily take a couple of wide receivers with him? Yeah, I think, I mean, look, if you look at the last few games from the Ravens, there's always a path to fading Lamar. They love to run the ball down in the red zone, which is great for Lamar, but it's also terrible for Lamar because that means that those running backs are getting those carries. And the problem is, is because Lamar is such a running threat, it really frees up the lanes for those running backs to run it in from five yards out because the defenses can't just go collapse on the running back. They got to respect Lamar pulling it and going the other way, right? That, that's why that's why the Ravens have uh, so much success with their running backs down inside the goal line, uh, down inside the, uh, the first and goal to go because they have the threat of Lamar keeping it and running the other way. It keeps defenses respecting it. You don't see those defensive ends crashing on zone reads. Is Gus a viable captain tonight? Uh, I mean, yeah, I th there's definitely a chance he could fall in the box twice. I personally don't like him, but he is he is he is a guy I would I would not put in the flex. I'd either put him my captain and hope he scores two touchdowns and gets five catches or something like that and has a real big game. But I also see a path where he gets like three point eight tonight. How many cold brews do you slam down every day? I try to just keep it to one forty ounce, just one forty for all my homies. All right. Uh, panic seller, do you consider static? Uh, do you consider the statistics of what position and a captain wins the most? Yeah, I, I look at that stuff, but uh, this year has been very hit and miss, and there's also been uh, more uh, uh, defenses hitting this year than normal, and I know that that's within the, the line of variance, right? Do you think tonight's a good night for a captain QB? If you think this game is going to shoot out, uh, probably so. If you think this game's going to be moderate scoring or under, it's very rare that they get there. If uh, The only way I would see one of these quarterbacks getting there in a 17-16 type game, if it's Lamar just running 
running around like a wild man, getting a lot of rushing yards. Can you play multiple Ravens running backs in a single entry? Yeah, you definitely can. If the Ravens are going to be ahead, I think there is a path to Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell getting there, right? Especially if they each get a rushing touchdown, they each get a couple catches, and they each get 50, 60 rushing yards. I think that's very viable, and that's a way you could use those two running backs and be different than everybody else, right? Does it seem the prices are tight, the showdown they like on Mainz? No, I, I actually think these prices are relatively uh, soft tonight, right? I, I, I think Andrews is underpriced. I think Mitchell is underpriced. I think that uh, Irwin is probably underpriced. I think Burrow is underpriced. I think there's a lot of guys that, you know, to me, I think Burrow should be 10-8. I think Lamar should be 11, uh, probably 11-6. Um, I, I think there's a lot of good value on this slate. You know, like not big value. They're not like $2,000 off, but they're a couple hundred off. Who benefits the most from Higgins out? Probably Boyd. I can't assume he's going to have a case of the drops again. Is five Bengals with Lamar captain too contrarian? Uh, it's pretty contrarian, but I don't. As long as those Bengals, uh, you know, are are legitimate, and and you think Lamar runs a touchdown or two in, I think that could get there. I think that tells a story that could make sense. Uh, how we, I would just say this: if you're going to run five Bengals, I would almost certainly want one of those spots to either be the kicker or the defense, or maybe even both. Okay. Uh, how are we feeling about running uh, running two Bengals tight ends with so many injuries? Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but uh, I'm just telling you, who are the two going to be? Like, I, I would pick Hudson, and I don't really love the other ones. I guess you could go with Irv Smith, but Irv Smith, Irv sucks. Um, Mark Andrews going to break the slate? Probably. Boomer sooner, Sarah. Jeff Richardson, who is your favorite way to stack uh, for an onslaught? Three skill players with a kicker and a defense? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. When I do an onslaught, I usually uh, I'll usually go quarterback, running back, two pass catchers, and then either the kicker or the defense, or sometimes just one pass catcher, kicker, and defense. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. What's up with all this Keaton love? I mean, the guy's been highly efficient, right? The guy's good, and he, he's in, like sometimes guys are just a good fit for an offense, right, Nick? Uh, Devin Achan. People were playing him. They're like, he can't keep up with this efficiency, and he did, right? It was like Tony Pollard last year. He can't keep up this efficiency, and they do. Sometimes guys are just a great fit, and because they don't start, they get to come in. They have all the rubber on their tires when the defense is tired, and they just hit home runs, and that kind of seems what Keaton Mitchell is. Plus, you should know, Nick, last year at, at college football, we played some Keaton Mitchell. Okay, okay. Uh, I won a $50 single entry in the Cowboys uh, showdown. Thanks, CeeDee Lamb and Dowdle. Let's go. Congratulations on that, you motherfucker. Uh, considering playing both defenses in a 3-3 build, any advice on who to play with the defense? I think maybe tossing him one kicker might be useful there uh, or or a high-volume uh, 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 high wide receiver. Rather, that's Andrews or Chase, I think are really good options because they can get so much of their work done just simply by getting lots and lots of targets, which with those two almost always converts to lots and lots of receptions, right? Smash the like button. There we go. Yeah, let's see if we get up to 125 before we get the hell out of here. Hi, do you take into account the fact that these two teams know each other so well? Yeah, I mean, that's why if I had to bet, I would be betting the under tonight. I, I think this game is more likely to be a slog than anything else. Mitchell breakout game, certainly a possibility. Do you play, do you play prop bets as parlays? So, Eric, whenever there's correlation, I do, right? Like, during golf, we were just breaking underdog and price picks because we could correlate when there was good weather. You simply just go take all of the uh, uh, overs on birdies and stuff, right? And, and, the, and, and the opposite of that is take the over on bogeys whenever there's bad weather. Problem is, uh, those, uh, those sites, they nerfed all the correlation bets. They won't let you correlate anymore. If you take all the overs on birdies, you have to take one under. So now I've just started betting those individuals. Lamar captain with five Bengals. It could get there. We already talked about it. Thoughts on zero RBs, two QBs on this showdown. Yeah, Ross, I um, there is the narrative out there that that, that, that this game, the, the, the unders keep getting there. So if you think there's a chance this game could shoot out, I don't hate it. 
I don't hate it. Uh, can we run two Baltimore RBs? I already said it. Yes, you can. Uh, you just It's got to fit your narrative, Procephus. It's been a while since Thursday game was a shootout. Can Mixon get there as the captain in the shootout? Yeah, he's just really touchdown dependent. And, like, that guy kind of seems allergic to the end zone. If I play Andrews at captain and he thinks he's a smash spot, is it better to pair Burrow in a different large field GPP or Lamar or play both QBs? I, okay, if you play Andrews at captain, yeah, if you play Andrews at captain, almost everybody will have Lamar in the flex. So maybe just don't put Lamar in there. That's the way you could get different. Uh, has Tucker fixed his kicking issues? Playable? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it just I think he gave up on opera, and so he's been putting more time into practicing. Can you play Andrews captain without Lamar? Yep, just said that. If Higgins is out, er, okay, Higgins is going to be out. Is Irwin uh, a good play for a touchdown? I mean, he doesn't get a ton of targets, but he does seem to get high valuable targets. So, you know, if he's 5-1 to one or more, I would be warm to it. Uh, let's see. Don't, Tolga, this is what I'm talking about. Higgins has been out. Don't be a slapdick. Don't be a don't be a mean asshole. All right, I'll boot your ass into next week, mother father. Uh, where's the where's the sweaty tryhards? Uh, right here, bruh. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, five one builds. Do you like them? I I I'm always warmed up five one build, right? Especially in a competitive environment like this when nobody's playing it. Yip 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 yip. Flowers captain with Lamar in the flex. Yes, I, I think I think Flowers is a really interesting captain tonight, right? I think he's an explosive player, and I would I would be shocked if he's above five percent in the captain spot tonight. Huge leverage spot. I also could see him definitely blowing up. But when I'm putting a guy in my captain spot, I want the nuts or I want nothing. Cincinnati O line going to struggle against Baltimore's defense. Um, probably, but you know what? The defensive lines in the NFL are almost always better than offensive lines, so I feel like this is one of the most tired narratives out there. Is it a two tight end kind of night? Uh, if, as long as one of them is Mark Andrews. Da, 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 da. Sorry, that's Boomer Sooner for all of you that don't know. Uh, looking for If I don't see a question mark, I'm not answering it. Uh, was the cold brew created by the Lord? That's right. The Lord created, on, I believe if you read, I believe it's in the Bible, it said on the seventh day, uh, the Lord created ranch water and cold brew. I believe that's what it said. I haven't read it, but I think that's what it said. Naked Lamar and Captain and pray for the rushing touchdown? Yeah. I, look, Naked Lamar's fine. You just you just really get dependent on him uh, uh, getting that touchdown. Are the Ravens overrated? I'll tell you tonight about 1030, Brad. Ask me then. Uh, path to fading Jackson considering he doesn't do – yeah, he hasn't been running as much this year, so I, I do think that you need to consider that. Play, playing both QBs too chalky, not, Paul, if you are giving them um, – if you're giving, it, it, it's more about who you're playing them with, right? If you play both quarterbacks and then you're not playing a lot of pass catchers with them, that is a way to be different, right? I think you're going to want to play at least one pass catcher with Joe Burrow, but play Lamar and play none of his pass catchers. That is a way to play him that nobody else is. Will I get that one hit tonight because the Lord work happens in November? I like that narrative. Does that count? Uh Oh, let's see. Well, see. That's right. The seven. The first thing we do at PGA is check the weather. And and uh, NFL is the seventeenth. It is the seventeenth. That is an actual fact. Uh, looking for questions. Looking for questions. Steven says, "How about using Lamar with Bateman?" Yeah. Once again, I think if I'm going Lamar, most people are going to stack him with Andrews. So maybe the play is just go uh just go Bateman or 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 fly, just any of the pass catchers. Odell. Uh, Bateman or Flowers, I think, are guys that are going to be very much under-correlated to Lamar versus where they should be, right? Keaton Mitchell uh, or over Gus Bus. That, that's where I'm leading, but I'm wrong all the time, dude. Uh, let's see. How has your site not been intercepted yet with Allen on there? Hey, you watch your tone. He plays for the Bills. That was my favorite team growing up. Now I don't give a shit. Uh, all right, if I have to answer one more 5-1 uh, question, I'm going to punch the sky. What's the difference between the Solver and the Rosetta Stone? Yeah, so that's a pretty good question. The Rosetta Stone uh, has uh, things like 
leverage on there and it just it has it has my projections it's basically like a play call sheet whereas the solver can take all the stuff that's on here and then go make the best versions of your player pool so i use the rosetta stone to make my player pool and then i use the solver to then go make my lineups with that player pool so i like to use them in tandem that's why i tell you to sign up for the site and solver but not everybody has that kind of budget right so some people just like to use my site and get the rosetta stone some people just like to do the solver it doesn't matter to me man i'm just here to try to help you guys have the tools you need without fucking price gouging you it, it, it blows my mind how many people play 100 bucks a month and pay $500 for tools. Baltimore Stacks with Boyd is the only Bengal. It's weird enough for a new guy to solo ship? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Chad Castle, the millionaire maker winner himself. Last year in the playoffs, the Ravens had Huntley and used Dobbins to run all over the Bengals. Do you consider that at all for how this game script? Or is it too? Yeah, I mean, that's too, that's, that, that's too anecdotal for me, right? Like, I, I, I never like to just look at what this happened this one time uh, as a narrative. So, yeah, that, 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 that's a little too niche for me, bro, Cephas. Uh, let's see. Mark Merrick. Every time I see his name, I think of the guy that wrote uh, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, still watch his videos on YouTube. I was watching one last night. How common do you think that jamming Burrow uh, and Jackson will be? Um, uh, it, it will be popular. Those will probably be two of the three most highest-owned guys on the slate. But as I said earlier, you can play both of them, even as Super Chalk, if you if you build the roster different, right? Maybe you play Lamar without any of his pass catchers. Maybe you only play Burrow with one of his pass catchers. That's a way you can be different, right? Burrow gets it done with his leg, or Burrow gets it done by just high volume to that one pass catcher. Uh, uh, Lamar starts running the ball again, doesn't really uh, get any of his pass catchers there, or maybe just one of his punt uh, guys. Maybe he just gets Bateman there or something like that, right? So it's not about playing two chalky guys. It's about how they uh, tell the story with the rest of your lineup. All right, man, a lot of you are asking more than two questions. Editor, you need to swift kick some of these guys in the dick. Um, is a horse sweat than cold brew? Yeah, I mean, the cold brew does cause the horse sweat. Thoughts on fading one of the quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that that's going to have you a lot different. And if you think it's going to be a slog, I see a path to fading both of them, right? I think there is a path to these running backs and wide receivers and tight ends, defenses, kickers getting there without them. But it has to be your narrative on how you think the game's going to play out. Think, think to yourself, I've seen these two teams play 100 times. How is this game going to play out tonight? Use that to dictate how you build it. Oh, shit, we're crossing. We're good. We might get to 125 likes, bro. We might just get there, Jim. Uh, let's see. Man, we're 45 minutes in, you guys, with your questions today, you motherfuckers. You tell people are excited for the game today. Uh, three more questions, and then I'm out. Some of you are way over your question, but I'm skipping you, motherfuckers. Oliver hasn't asked too many. Chase Captain with Humphreys Doubtful. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, once again, I, I think that corner, uh, corner matchups with elite wide receivers don't scare me at all, but if that's what you want to do, go ahead. I, I would just tell you this. Jamar Chase is a badass, rather Humphreys plays or not. That would be my response to that. Adam Nickel. I'm going to, I'm going to pass you a dime, bro. Uh, I have your projections on the solver. What are the default projections? Those are just the generic ones. Uh, a lot of times before we put ours in there, there's just default. Like you go look at them. They're just like, kind of like default projections, right? Before we've tweaked them and accounted for usage and stuff like that, you just go right there and then you can see mine all in there, right? Make sure you click on flex so you can see them. All right. I got you, bro. I got you, man. I got you, Jim. And last question of the show, 20 max, GPP pool, all-in-one captain or used to? And a 20 – oh, I think two is okay, C. Floyd. Uh, I, for every captain, I like about 10 versions of that lineup, right? Hey, guys, thank you for coming by. 154 you mother fathers in here. Hey, 
Help me get up to 5,000 subscribers. It was never really a goal of mine, but now that I'm almost there, let's fucking get there, Bob. Um, let's see. And don't forget to go check out my site, DGen75. Uh, we're about to blow up in 2024. Get in now. Uh, reserve your spots. Uh, if you have any questions, let the editor or me know. We'll always take the time to get to you. We're not like the other doubt sites. I thank you for being here. It has been real. It has been fun. The big guys got to run. We'll talk to you next time. Enjoy this outro.